Okay, let me get my little shot in here. Oh my gosh. I have a little He's bowl a so I don't spill it. Bowl. I love this blanket for It's for so my much. lime. Oh, for your lime. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Ready? Long distance cheers. Cheers. It's been a while. It's been oh. a while. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Boozy Zoo. I'm Anna. I'm Nate. And I'm Julian. And we're here to get shitty and talk about animals. We're back, bitches. <laughs> and apparently worse than taking shots. Oh. I don't know. I'm actually kind of enjoying this fireball, like, a lot. Like, goes down <laughs> smooth after you haven't drank it for, like, a couple months. God, months. I did it's tequila. Terrible. Because we didn't have any fireball on hand, and uh, it's it's rough, man. And the re- the reason, dear listeners, that uh, we cannot have fireball on hand when Julian does is that uh, in the intervening months, uh, things so, have changed. Yes. Changed mightily. Yes. Uh, Nate and I are now living in North Carolina. Oh. Yep. Chapel Hill. Yeah. And Julian is living I'm in Boston. Baston, Massachusetts. I got a job with a with a big old group that doesn't really study plants, so I guess I can I have to stop calling myself a botanist despite both of my degrees being in botany cuz I work on, <laughs> you know, people and mice mostly now. They're poop because they're still a microbial ecologist, but yeah, no, Baston, Baston living. And so I went <laughs> I got off the train a couple stops early. And bought a four pack of East of Down East Wild Berry Unfiltered Craft Cider, very high concept cider, and mm. a like boot bottle, like a, a a for one bottle of Fireball, and I'm planning to drink <laughs> all of it tonight by myself <laughs> in my apartment. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got a Corona. And there's more tequila that may or may not make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I am drinking uh, La Croix with ginger liqueur, um, which is surprisingly tasty. Which is also hilarious because it's like you tried to make La Croix interesting, which is like the antithesis <laughs> of La Croix. Like you were like, what if this tasted like something and then you like forced it <laughs> to defy its own nature? By adding ginger liqueur to it. Now, I sense some shade being thrown in the general direction of La Croix, and I would like to defend La Croix. I drink, like, a 12-pack of that shit a week. So... That's so much. You could just drink water. And I do. Do you know how much I sweat here? Oh, no. I have to drink... I thought, oh, I left Wyoming. Oh, it's less dry. I'll drink less water. Not true. Not true. Because now it's really humid, so your body is like, oh, better get more water so I don't turn pruney. So now (laughs) it's it's really a salt thing, though, which Mm. the claw does not have salt either, (laughs) but I feel myself craving salty foods a lot. Um, So wash down that salty, salty goodness with some La Croix. But yeah, so I'm, I'm sipping on some of that. So, full disclosure, I am on new meds, so I can't drink very much. Oh, so boo. I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna be my normal enthusiastic self uh, <laughs> that is a little bit tipsy 
Um, well, I'm not tipsy, but I will, by the end of the night, I will get a little bit tipsy because now I have no tolerance. So what you're saying is some of us... And I get contact drunk. Is some of us are here to get shitty and some of us are here to talk about animals, but those two things are mutually exclusive. (laughs) No, I am both shitty and here to talk about animals. (laughs) Okay, then what the fuck animals are we talking about? Well, you know, uh, (laughs) Nate, Nate and I were having a conversation. Yeah. Over dinner the other night. Oh my God. And... We're really, um, we're doing this? We, we started talking about some concepts that have to do with Evo Devo. I mean, my favorite Evo Devo. My favorite thing, basically my entire department, despite it being named Botany, I totally get it. Yes, yes. So for our listeners, Evo Devo is the intersection of evolution and development. And it is a rich field of study replete with interesting concepts. Yes. So, but wait, does it, does it have anything to do with uh, the band who performs Whip It? <laughs> completely no, lost. No, no, it does not. Damn it. I don't even want to Devo? do the podcast anymore. Oh, Whip God. It. Whip it real good. <laughs> I'll go. Hats. No, I'll leave. <laughs> I'll, I'll turn off my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. So so Evo Devo is the cutesy name for anything that intersects, that, that deals with um, embryonic development, uh, development of, of different body structures or uh, plant structures. <laughs> plants <laughs> have bodies. You. I mean, yes, there's the plant body. Yes. Absolutely, it has okay. a body. It's okay. just a different body plan than, you know, animals. Bow plan. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about bow plan. <laughs> the dumbest German concept for body plan. Yep, we just could say body plan. We had to give it a new word. That's yeah, just body plan it. in German. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you are lost, don't worry. So am I. (laughs) So the body plan that Anna's referring to is basically just sort of the type of symmetry, the number of limbs, the style of limbs that come up. We talk a lot about the evolution of body plan because in Evo Devo, you can see that embryos have a generally similar body plan until a certain point in their development when they differentiate. So like all, you know, like a chicken and a human embryo look the same until some time cut off and then the body plan is what starts differentiating. Um, You know, chickens have a beak and wings, humans have two arms, two legs. That's where body plan starts to come in, is early in embryonics, and but it is also of evolutionary consequence, hence Evo Devo. Yes. So the, the body plan is just what kind of body happens to the embryo. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. I'll go with that, yeah. <laughs> very, very uh, qualified, uh, uh, acceptance of that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're scientists. We have to qualifiedly accept anything we think is vaguely correct. <laughs> I tried to use two different big words in that sentence, and I couldn't think of either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No big deal. We're back, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> bitches! Okay, so what are we actually talking about, though? So, so the, the conversation that we started having was about the uh, the organization of the phylogenetic tree for animals and okay. um, how animals are related to each other in kind of a broad scale thing. You know, what came first and then what's most closely related to what and yada da yada. Okay, don't okay. bury the lead here. Okay. Starfish are more related to humans than lobsters are related to humans. Is that the lead? Was that what we were digging at? That's what blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, that fucking blows my mind. That blows my mind yeah. apart. What? 
Yes. Why are lobsters so, so interesting? <laughs> <laughs> right. So so we tend to think uh, in, in when we're thinking about animals, you know, we tend to think that there's you know, smarter animals or animals that have, you know, more defined skills must be closer related to each other, right? And this yeah. makes sense. You know, chimpanzees are closely related to us humans, you know, and dolphins are still mammals, you know. But one of the the most intelligent non, uh, I'll go with non-vertebrate animal is the octopus or the squid, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're super weird. They can predict football games and whatnot. Exactly. <laughs> um, and they are mollusks. They're in the phylum. Gastropoda. Uh, yeah, so gastropoda is a class. They are in ah. the phylum mollusca. Oh, no, yes, yes. They're in the phylum mollusca. <laughs> so they are two or three nodes removed from vertebrates, or more, more specifically chordates, mm. on the phylogenetic tree. Which means that all these intelligent things that we have evolved twice. <laughs> once in octopi and once in us. Yeah, no, this is the same thing. Eyes are the same way. Eyes evolved something like 16 different times. Something crazy like that. Exactly. But the really weird thing is, so you say, okay, so starfish are more like related to us than, than lobsters are. You know, okay, whatever. But there's a whole class or a whole, a whole phylum called Echinodermata, Echinodermata, yeah. um, which means spiny skin. And they include starfish, sea urchins, and sea cucumbers. Yeah. Sea cucumbers are the outgroup to chordates. Yeah. Sea cucumbers, a tube that just poops, <laughs> are more closely related to us than any mollusks. So... And any arthropods. So all the insects, all like the lobsters and the whatever, all of the squid, all the octopi, all the everything else. So of, of all the things that don't have a spine, yes. sea yeah. cucumbers are in the group that is most similar to us. Yeah. But, but I kind of get it because like sea cucumbers are just like seconds, not seconds, but like in evolutionary time seconds away from evolving a spine like if puking out their guts on fish wasn't working so well for them they would right. absolutely have a spine if they could choose to but that's not how evolution works yeah right so yeah for our for our listeners the funnest fact about sea cucumbers is they look like dicks right and that's when not they get scared that fun there are a lot of animals that look like dicks okay but but when they're scared they literally just come out their guts you didn't they just, just ejaculate. Come? It looks like an ejaculation, though. They just ejaculate their guts out of their bodies, and then their fleshy <laughs> outer bit can get eaten, but their internal organs remain safe. The first episode back from hiatus, and Anna just straight out the gate with the phrase, come out their guts. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true, though. We well, are earning that NSFW tag. <laughs> Let's fucking get it. <laughs> we'll post a video on the Tumblr and the Twitter that demonstrates what I'm talking about, oh, and God. you will understand. Will we, though? Mm -hmm. Future editor Nate, will we? <laughs> Fuck all three of you, drunkmargate.tumblr.com. <laughs> we're back from hiatus, and we're hitting those socials hard, everybody. <laughs> Saying it now before the episode's up. <laughs> Tweet us, at the boozy zoo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but so, so now, then I start talking about how we know 
that sea cucumbers and starfish are more closely related to us than oh, anything else is. So we're getting into it. So we're actually going to talk Get- about molecular clocks. No, 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 no. We're talking about embryonic development. Okay, fine. So we can, you can talk about molecular clocks if you want to in a little bit. But first, we got to talk about how we were butts first before we were mouths. Okay, hold on. So sorry, what came first, the mouth or the butt? Yes. So for all you yes. ass-to-mouth fetishists, fetishists, it is the ass? So it depends on who you are. Ooh, so, so it does. The <laughs> so the um in the tree or in in the development of any uh embryo of the animalian sort <laughs> what what happens is you have <laughs> you have a a bundle of cells right that where there's been a fertilized egg and then it starts dividing. Yeah. And it, it kind of divides and then it reaches this critical point. And when it reaches this critical point, um, when it's large enough, it's a large enough sphere, mm-hmm. then it's some of the cells start puckering inwards. Gross. Go on. <laughs> Basically making like half of a donut hole, right? Like you've got a ball Sorry, and then half of a donut. Uh, sorry, yes, they're 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 halfway to connecting the donut hole through the donut. Yes, so it's it's like it's like if you took um a, a ball that was slightly uninflated and you pushed your you you held it and you pushed your thumbs together and made an indentation. Mm-hmm. That's what's and going on. And is that on. the ass or the mouth? Exactly. So- <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Fuck. So I hate um, it when I found on core ecological questions when I'm super drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so um, essentially, all organisms start out as a donut, and then yeah. the 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 um, this the cells that are on the inside on the donut hole become the gut, and the cells that are on the outside of the donut become the skin. And yeah, because all animals are just long tubes that are like yes. somewhat open to the air. Yes, and if you think about it, we are just flesh surrounding a tube. The tube that our yep. food goes through. Yep. That's, I mean, we have other tubes, though. Yes, but they are closed. They're ancillary There's, tubes. They're not necessary yes. tubes. There's right. only one that goes all the way through. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? What else goes all the way through? I guess. Nothing. Yeah. You make some good points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is actually what I work on now, too. I work oh. on the GI tract primarily. So I'm looking at microbes that live inside the tube. That's my new fucking job. Very cool. Very sexy. It's very cool. Because because the only microbes that can live inside a person have to live in that tube. Because nothing else goes all the way through. <laughs> if you have a ton of eye microbes, it doesn't go all the way through. Obviously. <laughs> it's a very uh, exclusive tract. All the cool <laughs> microbes want to get in. <laughs> um, <laughs> An exclusive <laughs> tract. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, uh, we broke getting, Julia. G- getting back on track. <laughs> Sorry. I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> um, getting back on track. Um, so this, this, this first, first moment that is the, the, uh, the the start of creating this tube, this first, uh, I'm losing, I don't have a word for it. Um, 
initiating moment. Those yeah, the genesis. The of genesis the tube. of the tube, sure. Ooh. This that's a good word. Yes, yes, yes. Golf clap. Um the <laughs> the cells that become something later in life, the cells that started that movement in yeah. other organisms, those cells become the mouth. So in everything it, that has a central tube, except for echinoderms and human er, and <laughs> humans and chordates, those cells become the mouth. And those sorts okay. of organisms are called protostomes. So they form mouth first. So, so the, what's what's an example? I guess like what a become, what's a protostome? A lobster. Everything. So uh, phylum Nematoda, which is a bunch of little worms. Phylum um, Annelida, which is like earthworms. Uh, phylum Arthropoda, which is all of the insects, all of the crustaceans, all of the fucking everything. Spiders. Spiders. Yeah. All that jazz. And then phylum Mollusca, which is snails, clams, squid. Uh, some other weird little stuff, like I don't know, little little guys. Oh, okay. So does that mean the rest of the phylogenetic tree is forms an ass first? Yes. Well, so not the rest. So I don't think jellyfish have a tube, and I don't no, think sponges do have not. a tube. Yeah. No. Just... Nidaria. Nidaria is just a cup. Right. So they don't have a second exit. Right. So is it their mouth or their butt? It's both. <laughs> it's both. Congratulations. It's like yeah. it's like um how insects don't have blood or lymph, they have hemolymph. Yep. Nidaria, jellyfish, and hydras and whatever have an ass slash mouth, not yes. an ass mouth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's just their pouch yeah. that the food yeah. goes in and whatever. comes out. It's a balloon. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. You don't need yeah. you don't necessarily need both. Right. If you're Gross. Just floating through the ocean. I mean, you're just floating through the ocean, bumping into things. Listen, I am prejudiced based on my own uh, uh, two-hold <laughs> tube system. I look down Your on bow plan privileged. Yeah. <laughs> bow plan privilege. Check your bow plan privilege, uh. my dude. Yes, Julian. Everything that co- that has a tube that does not form mouth first forms butt first. And those main but. phyla are the echinoderms and the chordates. And we're chordates. And we're chordates because we have a cord, a spinal cord. So the, okay. the chordates are everything that has a preliminary butthole and a spine. And then echinoderms are everything with a preliminary butthole and no spine. Correct. We are the only, uh, chordates are the only class that have spines. <laughs> oh, man. So we're just talking about, like, butthole evolutionary semantics? Yeah! Basically. Sure. <laughs> okay, but why... Why do some things have the first hole become the mouth and other things the first hole's the butt? I don't know. So it's crazy if you think about it, right? So let's think about let's think about embryology, right? So like Julian mentioned okay, previously, here. yeah, like <laughs> Julian mentioned previously in the podcast, if you take a bunch of chordate or vertebrate embryos, like a fish and a chicken and a lizard and a mouse and a horse and a human, 
right? How many more examples do you have? Oh, and a bird. <laughs> more examples. Chicken. Yeah. So, so if you take those and you line them up at like six weeks of development or something, they all look identical, right? Wait, I thought we were. I thought I got a horse out of this deal. I don't want a like a skimpy baby horse. <laughs> it's not even a baby horse. Where's it's my a, whole horse? It's an embryonic. <laughs> I can't ride it then. I want a horse. <laughs> well, you just gotta wait and hope. <laughs> You're basically playing embryologic, embryological lot, the embryological lottery. That. Yes. Embryological. <laughs> <laughs> Embryolottery is the is the Embryolottery. word. Embryolottery. <laughs> oh, oh god. Okay. But yes, so you would not know at the six week point what they were going to become because right. of Evo Devo, basically. Right. Unless you can see uh what they're inside. <laughs> Right, right. I mean, that's right. cheating. That's cheating in this example. There are other oh. factors that you can use to make a determination. <laughs> right. But <laughs> if we take them all out of context... No punching me. ...and put them on <laughs> a Petri dish, you can't tell Ew. them apart, right? And then yes. as you progress through time, um, they will start differentiating and kind of peel off according to their evolutionary relationships, right? So in my previous example, the fish will probably look weirdest first, and then, you know, the maybe the lizard or the chicken will start to be able to be, t to be differentiated from the other ones, you know, but it's going to take a while for you to be able to tell the difference between a human and a horse embryo. Yep. So. Because human and horses are intrinsically linked through the evolutionary bridge of centaurs. Absolutely. We all know this. <laughs> right. Yep. Of course. Um, when you when you have a human or horse embryo and you're not sure which one it is, that's probably a centaur. It's probably sure. a centaur. I mean, we've known this for decades, yeah. centuries. I tried to make a good joke, but I'm drunk, so it <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> no, <it's... laughs> Tweet us, listeners. We're back, bitches. Say how shitty that joke was. <laughs> um, but anyway. At the boozy zoo. Please. <laughs> Please! <laughs> but so, the point is, at some point, all embryos, you know, at some point, there was some echinoderm who, instead of doing everything like everybody else was, just suddenly formed backwards, just formed butt first, oh. and then was like, this is great, I'm gonna keep doing this. And that produced, like, a cellular advantage? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> But so, uh. right, so we code, our our bowel plan is coded in our genes, and there's certain genes yeah. that we have found that contribute to this kind of, uh, especially to the mammalian body plan, but we found them in, like, chickens and in fish and in other things, right? They, it, that's the chordate bo body plan, and that is um, coded genetically. And if yeah. you screw with those genes, you get weird things where, like, your legs are growing out of your torso and stuff like that, Right. And we know this from, like, not that we've actually made humans or sheep or horses that look like this. We've made flies that look like this. Yes. Because they're the easiest <laughs> to fuck with. And these are, right. are these hawks? Are these hawks or are these mad box? These are hawks genes. Okay. Yeah. These are hawks genes, which are a conserved across, like, basically all chordates. And it's really cool to fuck with them in flies. And a lot of good research that has illustrated how bowel plan works has been in flies. Right. And to be clear, flies do not have a spine. Um, but so oh, some of fine, these genes... Oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> 
but but they're different. But they're they're close enough, and we can see. We don't really want to grow mice that have legs coming out of their heads, right? So it's easier because it makes us sad. Flies, right? Exactly. Flies aren't cute, so you can destroy them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So we go. Yeah. Um, and and as you get to a more complex body plan, you have a higher chance that the embryo itself will fail if you start messing with the hox genes. Yep. Whereas a fly embryo, you know, it, mm. it's gonna hatch. It's gonna try its best. <laughs> Yeah, um, but flies aren't quitters, right? <laughs> but so at at some point, somebody had to reverse the ordering of a lot of these genes to get a butt first, and that's the part that's crazy to me. So some some poor like worm was born with the genes backwards, yeah, and was like, I can eat through my ass. This is fine. Basically, <laughs> literally, basically. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it's less of a problem for a worm, right? Because they're just a tube. Like it doesn't really matter which end they eat through, right? Like if I was trying to squat over my meals, that'd be more of a problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But but yeah. the interesting thing is that that allowed this worm, for some reason, like Anna was saying, we don't know. It allowed it to develop these body plans that we associate with traditional mammals. It allowed it to grow. At some point in the distant evolutionary future, weird ass hooves and hair that only grows on our head and eyebrows and shit. And it was all from that initial switch from ass to mouth or from mouth to ass, I guess. And the other crazy thing is one of the main evolutionary advantages, uh, which is called cephalization, which is the act of having a head. (laughs) That... (laughs) <laughs> that also evolves twice, minimum. Okay, oh. biologists, not not everything needs to have a name. Like but it having does. a head. But it does. Having a head is a fine way to refer to having a head. But it but it encompasses but like, <laughs> having all of your sensory organs in the front, and it's this idea that if you have them all in the front and you're a quadrupedal organism, you're going to be encountering your senses, like the sensory stimuli faster, and you're going to be able to react to them faster. And then you put all your nerves in the front, and then that helps you. Like it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's, okay, but can that not be implied by having a head? But no, from a less semantic perspective, civilization is important only for fucking graduate students writing a paper who have no idea how to refer to it. And they put a (laughs) sentence at the front of their paper that says, we will now refer to having a head as civilization. And then it's quicker in the rest of the 20 page paper. Yep. Do you, how many times do you want to write having a head? Yeah. You just, you just make a a head. You just got to make a macro for it. (laughs) (laughs) see but again we're talking about fly people from the 1960s they were they were charged per letter (laughs) okay that's fair i forget that people used to have to like type on a typewriter i know you used to have to copy set papers instead of just throwing them into the internet (laughs) willy-nilly yes uh but yeah so a semantic discussion of, about cephalization aside, it's fucking crazy that heads have evolved at least twice, if not more times than twice. <laughs> so wait, which so the things with butthole first that have heads, and the things without with mouth first that have heads, had to evolve heads separately. I think so. 
Otherwise, you would have had to have had a head and then evolved it to be the butt, which makes no damn sense, right? I see so your my point. guess is that like sea cucumbers were related to some other like annelid worm, and they split off, and then you get like mollusks and all the sorts of crazy arthropods on one branch, and then you get us on the other branch. <laughs> <laughs> and we live by ourselves in a less crazy place than cephalopods. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so cephalopods have weird heads because they don't, I mean, they do have heads, but like not exactly the same way that like insects or like lobsters do, right? So I, I bet I bet it evolved separately for insects and crustaceans too, maybe. No, maybe not. They might have <laughs> had the same cephalization <laughs> ancestor. But regardless, it's just fucking crazy to think about. Crazy yep. how evolution do that. It's crazy to think about. It's also pretty crazy to think about that we are, like, three mildly educated people basically summarizing entire, like, careers of work in, like, three drunken minutes. And I just want (laughs) to... Listeners, dearest listeners, (laughs) we are trying our best to distill 50-plus years of Evo Devo knowledge into one episode. And I think we're doing an okay job because I'm pretty drunk, (laughs) but I'm sure there are a lot of professors who would disagree with me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's sort of like hindsight makes it easier to summarize. Like now that we know, now that other people did the hard work of figuring the shit out, it's not that complicated to summarize once you already understand what it is. It's just really hard to figure out that some things form a butthole first and some things form a mouth first if you don't already know that. (laughs) Like, Like who was the person who was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> this one's backwards. <laughs> they probably were doing like a million cell stains. Like every single day they were in lead staining different tiny basidio. Whatever. What are they even called when they're little embryos and they're forming that different? Uh, I know there's like a specialized Blastula, name. Blastula and Gastrula. Bla- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> um... They sound like the ugly stepsisters. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so basically, I, Amy, Chris, in Wyoming is going to slap me if I get this wrong uh, because I had to She'll teach this in, in, in animal bio. Um, She's not going to fucking listen to this podcast. Are you kidding? <laughs> She's not going to. Um, she can't find you. I'll be back, though. We didn't use our last names. We only specified where we were and where we now are. There's no identifying <laughs> yeah, it's only my It's only my mom and Nate's friend who would slap you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, my new lab mate listened. Shout out to Catherine. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, um, if anyway, you listen and you so, tell us you listen, you will get a shout out, though. But, but anyway, so I think it's it's a zygote until it gets to a certain stage and then it becomes a blastula and then the hole that starts forming is called the blastopore and then once the cells on the inside of the hole and the outside like start differentiating, then it becomes a gastrula. Okay, you're making things up. Obviously. That is not real. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> 82% sure that's right. <laughs> we would like to once again. Yeah, check us. No, Facebook us. Once again, we want to emphasize, don't cite the Boozy Zoo. We have not grown any wiser in our absence. 
Now, hey, blastula and gastrula are real words. I just don't know exactly what stages of cellular development or of embryonic development they correspond to. Okay, wait. Is it called yeah. a gastrula because that's when it becomes the stomach? Yeah, that's when it starts becoming the gut. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Like, there is some method here to the naming conventions. Mm -hmm. And there's something, there's other things that are groups of cells that have blast in them. Yeah, that's yeah. That's where the blastula oh, God, comes I from. used to know this. Um, so, funny story. I work with a man who had to enroll his daughter in preschool when she was but a blastula. So, they call her Bean now. Like, they have, they have like, a, she's, like, a six-month-old, but because... I live in like Boston now. You have to enroll your kid in a preschool before they're like basically before they're conceived. So they didn't have a name for their kid yet when they enrolled her in preschool. So they had to call her Bean because she was literally just a ball of cells when she was being enrolled. What? What is Boston? It's it's just it's just weird here. It's just a, a like a city. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like to me that you just told us a kitty corner. Ah. Because ah, you're talking about a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think okay, retroactively. Okay, we should wrap up. Like, this is... Yeah, I think retroactively that was our kitty corner. Roll the music. We got to talk about what we're talking about next time. Next time, I promise we'll talk about animals. Yeah, what are we going to talk about next time? <laughs> we kind of talked about animals. Yeah. I had a request uh, for more weird animal sex, but I, I think we should save that for... More. Yeah. Well, so we talked specifically about phalluses and not about the weird sex that accompanies them. Yeah, there are lots of non-phallic animal sex things. Yeah. So I don't know if we want to do... We but we could also not talk about that. Right. Or we could save it for Valentine's Day, 2K19. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know. I feel like we've maybe been deficient in the insect category. Ooh. And you now study insects. I now study insects. Pollinator biology. You're doing pollinator bi no, biology I'm now. No, doing, I'm doing... Chompa chomp, I'm doing caterpillar biology. Okay. Herbivore. I mean the same diff. Yeah. They're gonna become pollinators in like a month, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, true. That's true. It's technically within the pollinator biology field. I'm gonna argue that point. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I figured we could talk about, you know, the most diverse, largest clade of organisms. Some. We've talked about them with Are we gonna do a block? We could do a block. We've already talked about some with Crypsis, but there's just so many weird bugs. There are. We've talked about a ton of them too, but like I feel like we there's for sure more. Yeah. So we could. I think we should do a block. I think we should do like a block, and we should do it based on what are the weird things that bugs do. Okay. So like there's okay. like a bunch of bugs that like eat weird shit, you know. So we can do one about bugs that eat weird stuff, and then we can do one about bugs that like have weird physical things. Um, and then we can do one about, like, bugs that have, like, really novel things, like bombardier beetles or lightning bugs or, like, weird, like, chemical... We already did bombardier beetles. Did we? Oh, yeah, that was, like, episode, like, yeah. four, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, we haven't done lightning <laughs> okay, bugs. Okay, so that is literally... I'm locking it in stone right now. That is literally going to be the title of this block. It is going to be, in order, bugs that eat weird things, bugs that do weird things, and bugs that have weird chemistry, like bombardier <laughs> beetles and stuff. Okay, I'm ready. And stink bugs. We do stink bugs for that one. Yeah. 
<laughs> Weird ass buggos. I'm not typing all that. Weird ass buggos. <laughs> no, you're gonna. It's gonna be great. Thank you, producer Nate. We love you so much. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this has been just peachy keen. Yep. Special. I'm so glad we're back for episode 26. I think. Really. 26. Yeah, so. When did the podcast get older than me? <laughs> <laughs> we ended at a clean 25, I think, before we took our hiatus. Nope, definitely 26. And this one's 27. We're so good at podcasting. And uh, <laughs> we're back on a not quite as regular, but still semi-regular basis. <laughs> and if you would like to <laughs> yeah. uh, be notified of when we upload a new episode, you can follow us on Tumblr at drunkmargay.tumblr.com. Or, you know, you can you can uh, follow us at the Boozy Zoo on Twitter and uh, also hit us up on SoundCloud and iTunes. Mm-hmm. Is there, are we at the Boozy Zoo on SoundCloud and iTunes or are we just the Boozy Zoo on SoundCloud and iTunes? I cannot remember. We are just the Boozy Zoo. The Boozy Zoo. We are just... Yeah, everybody. Everybody should know that. We're the Boozy Zoo on SoundCloud and iTunes. Hit us up. Leave a five-star rating. Like and subscribe and comment or whatever you do on those services. I do not know. Yeah. Let's get some more subscribers who aren't bots. (laughs) Yeah, and if you have any personalized questions, uh, requests, you, you can slide into the DMs, or you can shoot us an old-fashioned email at theboozyzoo at gmail.com. Yes, encouragement and criticism are are both welcome. Just any form of engagement. <laughs> yeah, we're lonely. As like as as long as you don't dox us, we're happy to hear from you. True, true facts. Yes. Yep. Any numbers that advertisers would be happy to hear. We gotta monetize this at some point. Oh. <laughs> 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 So hilariously unlikely. Yes. Yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, anyway, this has been lovely. Um, lovely. I'm Anna. I'm Nate. And I'm Julian. We'll see you next week. Drink up. Bitches! We're back! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>